to another Western Ag Life Voices podcast, where we celebrate the people that make up the rich fabric of the Western lifestyle. Please do us a favor and thank the sponsors, because without them, we couldn't bring you these free podcasts. Welcome to the Western Ag Life podcast. I'd like to welcome you to our latest episode. I am uh, Dean Fish. I'm your co-host along with Paul Ramirez and Matt Arndt. And today we've got a treat for you. We've got the um, um, producers, the writers, the photographers of the Ranch Raise Kids book series. And first we're going to talk to Charlie Holland. Um, Charlie is originally from the United Kingdom. She's a career photography editor and she's also the producer and writer of the Ranch Raised Kids series. And we'll get into that just a little bit, but um, welcome, Charlie. Thank you so much, Dean. It's nice to listen to you. Well, we're glad to have you on board. And, um, you know, we've followed you for quite a few years. You started out with a with a California Ranch Raised Kids, and then you did one in Arizona. That's where I first met you, and now you're in the New Mexico. So, But before we get really into that, tell us a little bit about um, your background. How did you become interested in, in photography and, and, um, and, and start that journey? I was interested in photography when I moved to the United States, which was about 40 years ago. And I worked in um, magazines in New York, and that's where I met Seth Joel who is my husband for 39 of those years. And we together, we worked separately in the business. He was from a photographic family in New York. His father was a photographer for Life magazine. And uh, we, we worked separately, but we only moved out to California. Uh, after about 15 years, uh, we decided to work together. And we started in back in 2006. And then in 2014-15, we started visiting Arizona. And someone took us to Arizona cow punches. And uh, we totally fell for all the kids that we saw. Uh, we were riders ourselves. We were so respectful of their riding skills. I was brought up by a mother who was very, very heavy on manners. And we were so appreciative of these kids' manners. And that started us thinking that we wanted to know more about how they lived. And we went back to LA, told people about what we were doing. And the one thing that people kept on saying to us was, wow, I didn't know kids still did this. So we decided we were, would find out more. And then we realized we wouldn't find out anything unless we got our boots on the ground. And that is funny enough. Uh, we went to the, in March of 2016, to the Cattlemen's Weekend in Chino Valley. And that's where we met you, Paul. Yes, ma'am. We had dinner. We had dinner with someone who introduced us to you and Nancy Belt. Yep. And Suzanne that's Mingu. exactly right. <laughs> and um, we, we got one person. I was literally stopping people in parking lots and asking them if we could photograph their kids. I mean, can you imagine? I'm nearly six foot tall. I've got an English accent, and I'm stopping random people in parking lots. But what happened was uh, Wendy Kimball, the wife of Dino Kimball, contacted us. She called us, and she said, if you're really serious, I'll help you. And then she gave me a test question, which was, are you more interested in rodeo kids or ranch kids? And for a split second, I wasn't sure what the right answer was, and I said <laughs> ranch kids. And she said, okay, you're on. And she introduced us to our first family. 
um, and one mother sent off to another mother, sent off to another mother. And we shot like that, completely self-supported, uh, for nearly two years before the Arizona uh, Catalans Foundation they, uh, came in and said they wanted, they would take it through to completion. Um, and that was printed in 2018. Wow, they that... took us, sorry, th- so they took us to California and, uh, stood up in front of the California Catholic Women at their convention, and as a result of that, California said they wanted to do their version of the book. And then, as that was winding down, we put ourselves in front of the New Mexico Catholic Foundation, and they said they wanted the same project done um, in New Mexico. And that's what you've got in your hand for. That's that's an that's an incredible story and how that I I'd forgotten that that got started in Arizona. That's a that's a pretty good pretty good story. So kind of backing up just a little bit when you moved to yeah. what um, precipitated the move from the east coast to the west coast and what what kind of what what kind of drew you to that western lifestyle and I guess that maybe that's two well, questions. I, but bizarrely, we moved to the west coast because I got a job at Universal Studios, which is definitely not the western lifestyle. Um, and But then we just started traveling and we started producing magazine stories ourselves. And we went to, we had friends in Arizona and then we met people in Arizona. My husband, Seth, who you'll speak to in a minute, is very friendly and makes friends wherever he goes. And we happened to be doing a story about grass-fed beef for a, a culinary magazine and met uh, uh, Tamara and Tom Kelly. And that they introduced us to, to some ranch kids, and um, they, they for three years, asked us if we'd show up at Power Punches. And um, we finally like, oh, well, we should then, shouldn't we? And realized that there were not just three of them, there were 200 of them. And uh, we loved every last one. I guess you've, you've kind of mentioned some of the attributes of some of these kids as far as being respectful and, you know, kind of being genuine. But, um, you know, mm-hmm. I guess I guess that... that Paul and I and Matt, you know, I'll work, uh, you know, with youth livestock, different events, and we get a, get to be around some of these young people and these families. And I think, and and I'm paraphrasing for them, but, you know, I think genuine is probably one of the best words that describes those young people and those families, that they're still a little closer tied to agriculture, closer tied to the earth. And and um, I think that's part of what makes them genuine. Is it, Would you agree with that? I do. Um, you can't be anything other than your real self around animals that big. And there's no separation between um, work and play. It's all just life. Um, and these kids are really blessed, as far as we're concerned, to be um, brought up with purpose. And the purpose is the family business. The purpose is um, uh, caring for the livestock um who um, have to be cared for before they are cared for. I mean, they have to, your livestock is safe and then you eat. Um, and they, it's very rare in this day and age that, that kids are given so much responsibility. And the result of being given responsibility is that you become responsible. And that really impressed us. Also, we both, Seth and I, uh, ride and um, took to it rather late in life. So seeing an eight-year-old ride in a team roping team, just my jaw just dropped. I saw Ketch Kelton for the first time when he was about eight. 
And I couldn't believe my eyes. It was the most beautiful thing I've seen. Mm. Um, so we were very respectful of their skills and also that their ease around animals, um, their show animals and the large animals really impressed us. Yeah, and, and and coming from a ranching family, you know, today's world, I probably got to be a little careful with child labor laws and workman's comp and that kind of stuff. But, but yeah, you're exactly right. I think you hit the nail right yeah. on the head, just a responsibility. Well, and, and those animals know if you're genuine, right? I mean, those animals, uh, you as a rider and being around, you know, horses, yeah. I mean, you know they can tell whether you're genuine or not. Yes, and they can tell your fear level. And right. something that you should say that because we were also told by someone where we were doing California that uh, ranch ranchers and uh, cattlemen, their emotional intelligence is very high. And they can tell the same thing about humans as animals can. They can tell if a human is genuine and a human is sincere. And someone said to me, oh, if he thinks you're okay, you're okay, hmm. referring to a very, very noteworthy cattleman. So we uh, we understand that too. Yeah, that's that's a great insight, Charlie. I never really thought about it that way, but you're but you're exactly right. We are interacting with those animals. We're interacting with our peers, our coworkers, our families, and 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 you've got to have that level of emotional intelligence to be able to just to navigate through that world, right? Yes, you have. You're brought up to dealing with. Um, People, uh, animals that don't communicate through language, word is communication, and our ranchers and ranching kids are really adept. That's uh that's awesome. Well, I know that on behalf of of ranching families here in Arizona and certainly California, New Mexico, we're sure appreciative that you're able to kind of share that story with a broader audience that you know maybe we don't hit. You and Seth have um, certainly some other outlets and other audiences, you know, through your other work that that, um, you know, we're able to share this lifestyle and share, you know, the great things and the good things about America. So much of the stuff we see is, is negative about the future of, of, of our country. And, and, um, you're sharing a very, very positive, bright light on our industry and on, you know, on, on the future. So we're certainly appreciative of, of you, both of you doing well, it's that. An, it's an enormous privilege for us that people have let us in. I mean, we, we had no idea that if we we said, if we ask people if we can photograph their kids, either we're going to get, you know, drummed out of town, or they might say yes, and then we'll see where it goes. What we didn't understand uh, was um, how happy the ranching community was to have their kids in a spotlight, because that was their way of respecting their own kids and, and their own legacy. So um, we didn't if we can provide raw material for the communications that the uh, ranching industry wants to um, uh, wants to uh, use, uh, then all we're doing is we're providing fantastic visuals. Seth is an amazing photographer at the top of his game, and uh, we chose to use the kids' words because I had to ask them to explain to me. I can barely. Uh, you know, fair to admit that I actually, the first ranch I was on, I did ask the kid what the difference between the heifer and the steer was. So I figured if I had to ask that once, the person outside of the ranching community who's reading the book is going to be happily told. So I've been able to keep 
the communication about the ranching um, industry in the writing simple and comprehensible. We had to produce a book that could be read without a glossary. Otherwise, it has no reach outside of the ranching community. Right. We don't, we so don't need to preach written, the choir, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. You need to celebrate each other's uh, victories and success and beautiful children. But yes, if you want to take this outside, if we can be useful to you outside of the community, I had a, a rule with myself. Every time I said, wow, to myself, I, I mo- made a note in my notebook for me. If I'm still saying wow after six years of doing this, Wow. then that, wow. that somehow I have to weave into the book. <laughs> For sure. That text is, is certainly I, reflective of, you know, of course, your wonderful gift of, of writing and putting it together, but very, very clearly and beautifully, you know, explaining what, you know, Seth was able to capture in those pictures and capture that. So, again, thank you. I think Paul had a question here. Uh, okay. So, Charlie, I think one thing that's really, um, I guess, the essence of this is that, you know, in today's society, you know, um, young people uh, kind of get a bad rap, you know, about a generational thing. You know, young people aren't, you know, um, as, I don't know, as astute as we were when we were younger. But certainly I know that um, young um, people that are raised around agriculture and so forth, I mean, they just, um, it's incredible um, how studious and polite and and how engaged they are. Did you um, find all those all that to be true? Um, yes, absolutely. And can I very quickly hand over to Chef because he had a he was mentored by his own father and ha- has a, a little bit more than me to say about this. All right, we're we're um, yeah. certainly happy to have Seth Joel joining us now. That it's um, that is Charlie's. Um, husband that we were just talking to. Seth is a photographer on this great series of books, but um, Seth was born in New York City. So tell us a little bit about your background there in New York City and kind of what you did there. Yeah, I I was born into a photo family. My dad was a Life magazine photographer in uh, New York City, and I was mentored by him, and I worked with him when I was in high school and worked with the community of other big life magazine photographers until I graduated. So um, when I met uh, the Ranch Raised Kids at the uh, the Cattle Growers uh, Rodeo in, in Williams, Arizona, um, I just really related to these kids. I knew exactly what they were going through, the, the joys of being mentored by family and community, and also the pressures of having to like live up to a legacy. Um, so I, I, I really um, um, was very open to getting to know them, and it became early on a real passion project for me photographing them and spending time with them and letting them uh, be independent, letting them uh, do what they wanted to do. And I was, I just became an observer. So, you know, they forget about me as being a photographer and they relax in front of the lens and I tag along and I just uh, found 
that the chemistry was working beautifully for us. And at this point, we photographed over 196 kids in three states, and we've done 82 ranch families, and um, probably put them up 75,000 miles on our car. And um, um, Arizona was our first state for, so for me, it was like the honeymoon state. That's what I call it. It was where we really developed the first book and the first ideas. Um, we, we were largely self-financed. So it was just Charlie and I working with each other, just, you know, constantly, um, you know, making this project come alive. Um, the ranching community in Arizona were incredibly receptive. To the whole idea of doing this book and letting the kids um, basically write it through their interviews. And uh, we got passed around. So I know Charlie mentioned, um, um, you know, the Kimball. Well, after that, you know, we just hit the ground running and the, the Kellys were amazing. And of course, Suzanne Mangus and the, uh, the, Cattle Growers Foundation were incredible. But, you know, some of the, the, during the discovery age of the beginning of the project, you know, we had this big question that we'd ask the kids, um, do they want to cut and run? Um, is the hard work getting to them, the pressures of, of working on the ranch? Um, uh, they want to go to the big city. Uh, what were their plans? And, you know, honestly, I can tell you after doing um, 196 to 200 kids, I would say 99% of the kids are so devoted to coming back to the ranch after they go to college, um, working in the ranching community, um, because the community, there's so many aspects in which the ranching community has developed new opportunities for kids that they all are completely committed to, to their ranching legacy. And that, that was really an amazing discovery for us, um, that it was so so prevalent everywhere we went, Arizona, California, New Mexico. Um, California, of course, was, you know, the mountains to the sea. It was, it was incredible. And it's a big state. And the uh, California cattle women um, were an incredible partner. For they uh, uh, were supportive all the way. From beginning to end, wherever we went, uh, the various different chapters were there for us. Um, Julie Barnett is somebody I should mention. She was basically our our go-to person. Um, Glenda uh, Rankin was amazing early on. She 
really identified the project as being something special. And then um, um, Suzanne Mangan, who uh, championed us through Arizona into California and then onward to New Mexico. Um, she's just uh, become a, a lifelong friend to, to us and to ranch raised kids. Um, New Mexico, well, you know, what can I say? It's, it's the land of enchantment. We all know that. Um, rich in history. And for us, the ethnic diversity uh, was unbelievable. And that's what really made the difference for New Mexico for us. And um, um, I'd say one of our most amazing experiences was being um, at the Navajo Nation um, State Fair. Um, it was the first fair that they had hosted since COVID. And the energy level and the enthusiasm and the, the interest in the children uh, was just phenomenal. You know, and we we were very fortunate. Um, I had a front row seat to the whole thing. I was in the ring photographing our kids, the, the two families that we selected uh, for the book. Um, and um, that was the most unique experience uh, for, for both Charlie and I. Um, and um, um, essentially, uh, what's next for um, um, Ranch Raised Kids? Um, we're looking for another state. Um, we're we're um, interested in Oklahoma. We're interested in Florida. Um, we're heading down to the uh, to present to uh, the at the the ANCW in uh, Orlando for the NCBA convention in January, February, and um, to discuss the possibilities of uh, a new state. So, you know, we, we see a tremendous um, interest here that we want to continue to develop. And um, there's another side to Ranch Raised Kids, which is begun to, to take a life of its own, which is the the education component. Um, I'm going to start scouting out locations in 24 to begin hosting photo workshops for ranch kids in Arizona, um, New Mexico, and in California. So that's, that's you know, off in the future, but something which we're really psyched about. Yeah, that's... And I'd also like to mention, since I'm on a roll here, of RFD TV, um, which has been a real uh, supporter of Ranch Raised Kids, and they publish daily on the Market Day Report a It's Time for Your Ranch Raised Kids Photo of the Day 
every morning. Um, they pick another family, which we've submitted to them, and they uh, briefly tell a little story and uh, project the picture on the TV. So that's that's been exciting for for uh, the families actually to tune in on TV and see their kids. So you know, again, I'm I, I think I told Charlie this, but. Um, you know, on behalf of the Arizona beef ranching families of which, which I am, we're certainly thankful that um, you and Charlie have lended your world-class talents to making this a nice piece of advocacy for our industry and for, you know, the, the families and the, and the things that we still do. And we were talking with Charlie a little bit about, you know, how in the press, you know, this, this next generation coming up and, uh, you know, they, they do get a bad rap sometimes and sometimes unfairly, I think, you know, for not working hard or being addicted to, you know, the, you know, the screens and, you know, and, and, and so forth. But I think you probably met a segment of our population that really gives you a lot of hope for the future. Um, if I'm not mistaken, is that right? Oh yes. We have a tremendous amount of hope. Um, and you know, we, we, we hope that our book, when, when people are at the supermarket and they're reading labels like grass-fed beef and organic beef, I mean, they just, I just want people to think about these ranch families that are working tirelessly 24-7 on, on putting the cattle first and delivering the best possible product they can to market. And in these challenging days, it's really amazing how they, they are so committed and they're so talented. And the kids are learning uh, from the masters. And that's, that's wonderful, wonderful to see. And, you know, all the families that we have spent time with have created like lasting bonds for us. And, it has enriched our lives tremendously. And, uh, um, you know, as the, 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 as we continue doing this, um, our, our library of, of families and images just, it's just tremendous. Yeah, well, and, and the friendships and relationships that you've developed along the way there, too, I'm sure are, are, are tremendous. You're absolutely right. It's, it's been really a blessing for us to have these relationships. We and just, you know, Dean Fish and Paul Ramirez, and I look forward to, I'm glad to have met you, Matt, um, on the phone. And uh, um, uh, we're really excited about the future, both for the ranches what? and for, the, for our project. One thing I wanted to ask you, so, so of course you started out in Arizona, which I think was, was, was very fortunate because everybody knows that's where real cowboys and cowgirls come from is Arizona. <laughs> you know, that's, I mean, that's a base, I mean, the center of the world, right? I mean, the center of the cowboy universe. Universally accepted. <laughs> I, right. I always thought so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm being a little facetious here, but, but. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I understand. as as you moved to California and then later to New Mexico, what were some of the things that you kind of found that you kind of wanted to do a little different, or were there were there things that you learned along the way that you wanted to capture different types of stories, or what kind of did your did your focus or maybe some of your 
you, you, things that you, that you wanted to think about or, or share? Well, did that well, change as you went and, through? Did that, did that evolve, I guess, is what I'm asking. Yes, it, it does, because things take on a life of their own. And in California, we found the, the 4-H and the FFA and the county fairs to be really robust. So we spent a lot of time in and around people that were were, were part of that end of, of uh, the industry. In New Mexico, um, it was junior high and high school rodeo. Um, all the families were really active in those areas. Um, breakaway, team roping, bulldogging. I mean, these kids were like so amazing. And the mummies and the daddies we did along with the way, uh, it was, it was really special. And, you know, no matter where we were, I think one note that I would say is that the kids would really look after me when I was out there in the rings or out there on the range with them. They always knew in the back of their mind that I had a camera to my eye most of the time and I was always observing and I, you know, had three lenses and bodies around my, my neck and on my shoulder and, and I was on foot. They'd be on horseback and they always looked after me. They always warned me if, you know, there was something rank coming up that I should be careful and pay attention to. And um, I, I really, really appreciated that. Yeah. Did you ever get a chance to try any of the rodeo events, any of those young people? Give you a chance to do a little bulldog, bulldog or rope a little bit? I was, I was taught how to rope by um, a young lady in her living room with a dummy at one end and the other dummy being me <laughs> at the other end. And um, she showed me how to turn a loop and open it up and how long I should uh, have it. And, and I tossed it the first time, hit my mark. I was right on the money and I had the good sense to say, boy, I love this. I could do this. I want to, I want to learn more. And I walked away and had a coffee with the mother and she gave me the rope. Uh, so, um, yeah, yeah, I, uh, that was my, my big experience. <laughs> Very good. Paul, you want to ask uh, questions there? I've been hogging this. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, I'm fine. Uh, one thing for sure. I want to, uh, sediment that I want to relate to you, Seth, is it, um, uh, I knew our lifestyle and I know our type of people and I can assure you that if you had done an accurate assessment and also not only in, in photographically but also in written of uh, the first book, you would have never done a second book in the agriculture area. And so one thing that I really want you know our listeners to uh, sediment to take away is that obviously you and Charlie have been extremely um, respectful, uh, not only f- 
but photographically, but also, you know, written in our lifestyle. And uh, I commend you for that because I know our type of people. And for sure, if you had uh, taken a stand that wasn't acceptable, you know, in, in, in our lifestyle, uh, you wouldn't uh, for sure did a second book. And so for that, I commend well, you. I commend you for uh, accurately assessing what our young people do and who they are. And uh, I really want to commend you guys for that. That's a, and, and a historical component of it. Um, but also letting you know the average, you know, person, uh, New York City or Chicago, whatever, they could pick up this book and, and find out about young people that are involved in uh, either ranching or agriculture. And um, for that, I want to commend you guys. Well, thank you, Paul. Thank you. I, I'm coming from you. That's, that's a real gift and an honor, and I, I really appreciate that. You know, when we first started Arizona, um, I didn't pick up a camera for the first three months. Uh, Charlie and I would just go to cattle auctions and, um, and events and just talk to people. Um, to get a sense of, of what they felt about the project. And um, we learned an awful lot in those first three months of going back and forth from Los Angeles and constantly talking about it um, that, that got us off on the right foot. So yeah. I, I do appreciate you... Uh, um, acknowledging that. Thank sure. And, and I remember when you guys came to Wilcox and I was selling there and uh, <laughs> the look on your face with some of the things we were doing, I could tell that <laughs> you weren't a normal <laughs> cattle sale uh, participant, but yeah, uh, again, uh, I commend you guys. And um, Matt, that, that was a very fond moment, actually, Paul. I remember um, having lunch with you and Nancy Bell and, um, uh, John Clump at the Wilcox Cattle Auction, and I was like, I was, I was like a kid in a candy store. I mean, I couldn't believe that what I was, I was part of. And uh, well, I think you guys need to, to do a. Um, uh, for sure, you need to come back and do a book just on John Clump. <laughs> <laughs> He's worthy of his own. You book. know, trust me. I I, I agree. I agree. Either that or a reality TV show. <laughs> yeah. He's those. precious. Yeah, he is precious. That's <laughs> the that's whole family. <laughs> they are wonderful people. <laughs> Matt, yes, indeed. So, Seth, just kind of in, in wrapping things up here. So, I mean, with you and Charlie being from metropolitan areas, uh, both growing up and then where you live now, what is something that you would tell um, it, friends or people that you know that that don't really have a direct um relation or correlation to agriculture you know it, we've got you know one percent of the population you know producing foods for the other 99 percent. so what um in your guys's travels and, and doing this book and taking these pictures what's something that you would tell um just an average consumer um in terms of what you guys have learned um it, about the ranching lifestyle or about agriculture in general while doing these books? Well, again, I would, I would say that, that, um, when you're at the supermarket, look at those labels that say grass fed or organic beef. 
Um, these are coming from from family-owned or family-managed ranch houses that are running cow-calf operations, and they're working very, very hard to put that beef on that that counter. And they're doing it with incredible love and incredible knowledge and skills and uh, um, the the uh, the whole idea that the the cattle come first. I think Charlie said it really well that uh, the cattle eat, the animals eat first uh, before you knock it off. So it's it's just um, it's just a a very special group of, of people that are so committed to an industry that is so uh, uh, well uh, used um, nationwide. Uh, so ranch kids rule. <laughs> yeah. They're the best. Perfect. Well, Seth, we thank you and Charlie so much for sharing your again your world-class talent with us and sharing our story and and um i wanted to um ask uh, if anybody wants to get one of these books or find out more about ranch raised kids or how to get into and in, into that um and you know or you know to get pieces of, the, of this work or or maybe be advocates for the for the next ones or or get in touch with you where where can folks do that uh, they should go to our website um ranchraisekids.com and on the homepage it's very clear um, where they can buy Arizona, California or New Mexico um, they're sold exclusively through our partners because we don't sell books right. we package this whole project and um, the proceeds uh, go to the cattle industry so if if they go to our website they'll be able to find out more about what we do and to follow us on uh, facebook at uh, uh ranch raised kids perfect well seth thank you and charlie for being on with us this is another episode of western ag life thank you much thank you happy holidays Thank you for listening to the Western Ag Life podcast. Tune in again for another great episode.